0: Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for community. We thank you that we get to rub shoulders with people every week that are in the same process of life that we are. We pray as we talk about money tonight, a subject that's brought up a lot in the Bible. I pray that you would give us wisdom and understanding so that way we can be set free to do what you're calling us to do. We thank you for that in your name. Amen. 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 I am going to use this only because I feel like my voice is not as boomy as Ed's. Is it muffled? Should I not use it? Don't use it. No, don't don't you use don't it? Use it. Can you hear me? No. If I just talk? Yeah. No? <laughs> Michaela's like, no, I can't hear you. Okay, I'm going to use this. I apologize if it's muffled. Ed will try and fix it. But um, I'm really excited to speak to you guys tonight. Uh, for those of you I haven't met yet, I apologize. I'm really cool, so you want to meet me. But my name's Brittany. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. My name is Brittany. But uh, no, I'm really excited to talk tonight. We've been in a, a wisdom series, kind of going through a similar type of series as the entire church is right now. But I love that we've been able to kind of take several weeks and focus on, I hope you guys are feeling like you're getting something out of this series, feeling like it's speaking to where maybe you're at in life and some things that you might be trying to figure out. And um, so tonight, we're talking about money, like I'd already said. How many of you would say you like money? Yeah? Why are some of you not raising your hands? Are you like, just not, is your arm tired? Or are you just one of those people that you're like, mm, I could not have money and be fine? Those of you like money, how many of you want more money? Yeah. I love money. Uh, I think the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil or something like that, but just pretend like it doesn't say that I'm just kidding. No, but the Bible its interesting. The Bible talks about money more than almost any other topic Look it up. I promise it's true Um, Jesus himself actually talked about money almost more than anything else that he talked about And I think there's a reason behind that. I don't think that's an accident Um, Money is something that truly affects literally every aspect of our lives. Um, It affects what we are capable of doing, uh, what we're able to do in a given time. You know, if you've you've got some money to work with, ooh, he's changing my voice. I can hear it, sorry. I just did, as a sound person, what I hate when people from the stage do. If you run sound, you know, like, how much it gets under your skin when someone from the stage comments on the sound. That's changing because it just draws more attention to it. And I just was that person. So um, anyway, but money, literally money, the, the lack of money or the increase of money affects what we're able to do, right? It affects what we can do. Maybe when God prompts us to do something, how many of you have ever felt kind of an urge or just a, a feeling in your, in your gut that you were supposed to help somebody out? Anyone ever felt that? Either financially or just with time, what? Right? And when you when you have excess, it's easier to act on those moments, right? Nod your head yes. That's the correct answer. Okay, good you're with me. I am I'm I'm somebody that enjoys response, and so if you feel like you want to give me a little like southern hand in the air or like preach it, girl, or that's good. I'm not gonna be mad. You just I'm a little Pentecostal inside, so you can throw some of that out at me. I won't I won't throw you out. So we're good, but I personally, um, I'm so passionate about this particular issue because like I've already said a couple times, it truly, truly affects every single area of our lives. And I know it's sometimes so easy to think, you know, money is something we deal with all the time. And it's, it's like, we work, we make a paycheck. We, you know, things cost money. It's just it becomes like a normal thing of life. So sometimes it's easy to kind of shove it to the back burner and we don't really put a lot of thought into it, right? It's just kind of something that we deal with and sometimes it can get us into trouble. So tonight, what I wanna talk to you guys about, I want this group of young adults, as amazing as you guys are, I want to set you up for success to be the most successful you can be in your lives with money. How many of you wanna retire like at a decent age and do fun things? Have a boat. I'm like a big water person. How many of you are like, if I could spend all my time on the water, I would. Anybody else like me? <sighs> you guys are kindred spirits. I love being on the water. My parents just bought a boat, and I'm so excited for summer. But I want I want you guys to be able to have fun things. I want you to be able to go on vacation and not have to worry about, you know, drowning in bills and all this, all this stuff. So I want to give you guys some. Tonight might feel uber practical, like even more than normal but I believe sometimes it's the most practical things that can have the most spiritual benefits. Okay, so we're gonna kinda dig in a little bit tonight. I'm gonna give you three easy steps, so to speak, with some, some sub points under that, if you will. So if you're taking notes, you can title this message. I'm excited about this. I like titles. More money, mo' problems. I'm done, I'm just kidding. <laughs> More money, more problems. Um, so, like I said, I'm super passionate about this issue. My, um, I am so passionate about money and, and making sure that you have good tools around money. I actually have the privilege of teaching uh, the group of interns every single year through Financial Peace University. How many of you ever heard of that? We've talked about it a couple times. It's actually a small group for adults starting up next week. If you want more info, talk to me, but it's going to be great. Um, but every year... I volunteer my time two hours out of my week which does not seem like a lot of time but for me it's a lot of time and for nine weeks I teach Financial Peace University to our interns because I believe that if you guys at this age for me as still a part of this age group if we can get a hold of this stuff you can completely change the course of your future and your family's future maybe some of you are in this room and just being honest, you feel like you kind of don't have a lot of hope in this area, because maybe you grew up in a family that just didn't do this stuff well, or maybe didn't have a lot of means to work with, and so you kind of look at your future and you subconsciously kind of think the same. I'm telling you right now, you have the power to change your family tree. You can be the last person to ever be dominated by debt, or to feel like you can't do fun things, or bless people, or go on vacations. That does not have to be your future. And so that is why I'm passionate about this, I'm like forcing myself not to stand up because I'll get like preach mode, but I hope that you guys walk away with something tonight, at least if nothing else, an inspiration to want to do better, to want to be better maybe than what's been laid out for you. Maybe you've had an awesome example and that's great. Be even better than that. Okay. So real fast, uh, like I said before, um, passionate about this. My parents, actually came across financial peace University when I was about 15 um, high level of their story tied into my story um, my dad worked for a technology company during the technology boom made a lot of money like he made good money good for him um, so growing up I reaped the benefits of that we had jet skis and we had fun things and kind of like didn't really have to think about that very much and then in Um, kind of as time progressed, as I got older, I started to notice, even though my dad made good money, kind of noticed this underlying tension sometimes between him and my mom in regards to money. Maybe a good job, like, talking about things apart from me, but, you know, you you pick stuff up, right? And I always kind of wondered, like, why are we even worried we have all this nice stuff, Right? And I remember 15 years old, um, them coming across Financial Peace University, they joined a small group with a couple in our church, started going through this course. And I noticed a dynamic between them to completely shift. My dad's attitude towards, like he was always kind of like, he never wanted to talk about where they were at financially. He kind of just let my mom, my mom is a a CPA, she's an accountant. So when my mom does a budget, it's like 15 pages long with line items under every single category for like toilet paper and and like nail clippers and like literally so much detail. You're like, why, why, why do I need this? So my dad just always kind of like deferred to her, right? And that caused some tension. And they went through this, this material and I remember noticing, cause I was you know older and could kind of figure out what was going on. There's just a complete shift in their lifestyle. And I remember us kind of as a family talking through some different things and we had to, had to kind of let go of some things that they really truly couldn't afford. Um, I can share this with you because they share this every time they teach financial peace. But my parents, when they started FPU, they were in the hole in consumer debt. So not including mortgage, not including car payments, not including the jet ski payments, right, all that aside, they were in the hole $50,000 just in credit card debt, like just in that. So it was kind of one of those things of like learning their story and like, what the heck were you guys doing? Like, why? (laughs) That's ridiculous, right? And I remember them going through this and some things shifting and as I got older and I started asking more questions and learning about their story, watching them dig their way out of this hole that they've gotten themselves into simply out of poor planning. Like they just really didn't have a good plan. I mean, my mom would track things but they weren't on the same page and this changed everything for them. Now, you know, 10 years or more later, They've completely paid off everything other than the house. Like, they own their vehicles. They've, like, helped me go to school. Like, all of these things. I can name so many things. And they have to sacrifice for a time. But all of that being said, I've seen the power of learning what managing your money can really help you accomplish and really, truly how it affects not only you. You know, sometimes it's easy for us to feel like, you know, most of us in this room are single, unmarried, and so it's like money, our money really only affects us, right? There's nobody else attached to it that that has to reap the downside of us not having a lot of money, right? Um, but someday, that is not going to be the case. You know, gonna get real real for a second. Guys, some of you are itching to get a girlfriend real bad. And if you were to get one right now, you couldn't even take her on nice dates because you don't have anything to work with. Girls, gotta get super real. Speaking from experience, princesses are only appealing for a short amount of time, okay? You may be cute, but stopping your feet whenever you want something and you can't have it, it's not so cute, okay? That doesn't apply when you end up getting married and you're mad and you never wanna talk about the budget because you just wanna go shopping with your friends. Okay? Not cute. So we want to get a hold of this and get in a position where we can have the kind of life that we want to live, right? And we can be the kind of person we want to be for the person we end up with. Okay? We all on the same page with that? We good? We want to learn how to do that? Okay. So I'm going to jump in now. Step one. If you're taking notes, which you should be, because this is good stuff. Thanks, Lauren. Oh, the came from the same direction, I didn't see. Sorry, I love you. Step one, get organized. I know, heavy word, organized. I'm the kind of person, this is ironic because if you know me now, I'm not this way, but when I was growing up, I hated organizing things. Like, just despised it. Ed can attest to this because even, even still, it's bad in some areas. Laundry? Guys. Come on. I hate laundry, like with a passion. I'll do a load of laundry and it's like an accomplishment that I even got through the load, let alone it ever like actually taking the stuff out of the out of the basket, and, like holding it, and putting it away. Let's be honest. It just sits there and I take stuff out of it and I wear it and then I put it in the clothes again. Like it's a bad, it's a bad habit, right? So there's certain areas of my life I'm still struggling, like getting organized, but in my money, in, in our finances, I can't play around with this stuff. I need to know where I'm at. I need to know where I stand, right? How many of you, if you're being really honest, you're the kind of person, I'm raising my hand because I, I have so done this. You're the kind of person that doesn't really, like maybe you don't even have the app on your phone that you can log into your bank account because if you look at it, it might scare you and you just would rather not know. <laughs> yeah, right? A lot of us do this, I have so done that, or there's been seasons where I've done that. Guys, let me tell you this, speaking to the whole group, you cannot move forward if you do not know where you are at. You have to have a starting point. You, you need to get real with yourself, it's gonna hurt. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be really, really honest because I've sat on the other side of this. Still now, Ed and I being married, figuring out this joint income thing and like how to budget for two people and we're trying to buy a house. There's a lot of times where we sit down and we're like, ooh, we bought too many shoes last month and now it kinda hurting. <laughs> like, it's just the reality. I can't ever promise you that this this stuff will stop or you like get it all figured out and you never have to figure it out again. It's just part of life, right? But we need to know on a regular basis where we at, what do we have to work with, and where do we want to go. Right? And that's step one is to get organized. So some practical ways what this means, I kind of already said this, but do you actually know how much money you have in your bank account? Okay? That's an important question to answer. Even if it's scary, even if it's a negative number, you need to know. Okay? So that's, that's one A. Know that, find what works for you to keep up with that regularly. For me, for Ed and I, we have Friday mornings. We're not always perfect at this, but we try to every Friday morning because it's our day off together. We sit down in the morning and we look at, okay, what were our expenses like this week? Did we spend over what we planned to and what do we need to adjust? Like, where are we at? We just have a checkpoint, have a weekly checkpoint, okay? So that's that's a very good place to start to get organized. Um, this is the thing with getting organized in your money. It is going to require you to get organized in some other areas of your life. For Ed and I, when we got serious about this after we got married and started doing a budget and working towards a goal, we had to get better at organizing our time and managing that because we found by the end of the week, we had so much going on. We never planned time to actually update ourselves with where we were at financially. And that can it happens so much easier than you guys think. And so start first, maybe if you're the kind of person you know that this is kind of an area of struggle for you, schedule time in for yourself. I know that sounds weird. Literally choose a time in your week. Be honest about mentally when is going to be the best time for you. If you're a morning person, cool. If you're not, don't try and do your budget at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's not going to go well. You're going to throw in the towel and you're going to want to peace out, okay? But find a time that's realistic for you to start organizing your schedule so you have time to really be on top of your money okay so step one get organized right proverbs uh chapter six if you could open up there real quick or you know type it in on your phone or whatever you have to use i know i didn't give you two scriptures to open to up front but you know it's okay everybody there say corgis if you're there yes i love corgis so much okay proverbs chapter six verse six okay we ed i think has talked about this in this series as well but i'm sure most of you have heard this but it's talking about getting some wisdom from the ants right so verse six says, take a lesson from the ants you lazy bones that's insulting learn from their ways and become wise Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, or boss, let's be honest, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want scarcity to attack me in the night. I do not want to wake up one day and realize because I didn't have a plan, because I didn't get organized to get my stuff together, insert your own word, that I suddenly have sabotaged my future because I wasn't willing to do the prep work in the summer when I knew that winter was coming. Be like the ant, prepare, get organized, Have a starting point, know where you're at, okay? So step one is get organized. Step two, make a plan. So we get organized, we find out where are we starting from, what do we have to work with, right? What do I actually make in a month? What, you know, what money do I have coming in? Maybe in other revenues, whatever. You figure that out. Then you make a plan. This is huge. A lot of us, we kind of figure out our starting point, but then we don't ever actually get a plan on paper. And so I'm gonna give you some practical tips about how to make a good money plan, okay? I uh, personally am a little, I have an aversion to the word budget. I call it the B word. I just don't like it. It makes me feel icky. It makes me feel like I'm in a straight jacket and I can't do anything fun. So I like to refer it as my cash flow plan, okay? I'm just telling my cash what I want it to do, how I want it to go, right? So whatever works for you, you are going to, you need to have this. You need to have whatever you want to call it, a budget cash flow plan. You need to do this every month. Okay? If you want to be successful in your financial future, get used to having a written plan every single month. Just get used to it. When you get it and you figure it out, it starts to become repetitious and you don't have to do it from scratch every month. But you, you need to have a written plan. Okay, it's important. Uh Proverbs 21, 5. You can flip that if you want, says good planning and hard work lead to prosperity but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty there is no shortcuts in this stuff guys i know our culture is one that it is so huge everywhere we go everything that we hear is you can get what you want when you want it whenever you want it and you can have it instantly right i uh how many of you are amazon prime members yes Okay, I love Amazon Prime with all of my heart because I literally think of something that we need or have been wanting, and I can just go on the app on my phone and just, it's here in two days. Sometimes it's even here the same day. It's beautiful. I don't have to go to the store. I don't have to fight through the lines and figure out what I want. I can read the reviews. Cool. Amazon says it's the best. I trust that. Buying it. Boom. It's on my doorstep. It's great. Love it. But... What that has caused in me is sometimes an inability to plan ahead we do not operate like children adults make a plan and they stick to it children stop their feet when they can't get what they want when they want it okay let's be adults let's make a plan let's think ahead if you want to go on a road trip to california with your friends do it please do it like please do that but plan ahead for it Set in t- the time that you want to go and plan out, okay, how far in advance is that? How many months do I have to save? How much can I save a month? And plan that out. And you figure out what you can afford, okay? Make sense so far? We good? Okay. This is the thing about having a plan. If you don't have a plan for your money, guess who does? Everybody else. Everybody else will have a plan for your money if you don't. Because everybody wants your money. Visa, MasterCard, Discover, they all have a plan for your money. The mall has a plan for your money, Forever 21, holla. They've got a plan for your money. They want it, right? So you need to be intentional about making a plan so that you can know where your money is going. Some super practical things, even more practical than I've gotten. Please have an emergency fund. What good recommendation for a starting point for that is 500 to $1,000. The reason for that is most deductibles are within that range. If you were to get in a car accident tomorrow, your deductible is likely between $500 and $1,000. It's just how most things work. So it's a good starting point to have. The reason for that is you wanna have a cushion. So if something happens, you're not only having to deal with the crisis of a car accident, but a crisis with money. How am I gonna pay for this? Who do I borrow money from? Which credit card do I put it on? Oh, that one's maxed out. Crap, what do I do, right? We don't wanna live our lives that way. So you have a cushion and you can build off of that. And it, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind when you're working through some of this stuff. Okay, so have an emergency fund. And I, like I already said, have a plan for your money. Really good good thing to keep in mind when you're planning out your money. Know what you're earning in a month. Maybe pay twice a month, maybe get paid once a month. Maybe it's super irregular, and you kind of work different jobs and you get paid kind of whenever you do. Have a plan for every single dollar. In a financial peace world, they call this zero based budgeting, which is just a fancy term for making sure that you've planned out every single dollar that you earn. How many of you know what happens when you have like a $20 bill in your pocket that you like forgot you had, and then you're at the mall and you're like, oh, I have a $20 bill in my pocket? What's going to happen to that money? Yeah, gonna spend it. Duh. Love it. I love shopping. I'm gonna send that money, right? So that's generally what happens when we have money either sitting in our account or in our pockets that we don't have a plan for, right? You no know, plan for every single dollar so it doesn't just magically grow legs and wander off somewhere. That's not what we want our money to do. We want it to go exactly where we say it should go, right? Okay, so step one is what? Get organized, Get organized. yeah. Step two, make a plan. Luke 14, 28. You can put there if you want. It says, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. Sad. Don't let people laugh at you. Have a plan before you get into it, if you want to do something, if you want to go back to school, if you want to, you know, try a new career, whatever it is, plan ahead for it. If you want to make a big purchase, you want to get a car, whatever, please, by all means, like have fun things. Just have a plan for it, okay? So step three is the last step. Commit to the plan. This is huge, you guys. So many of us we maybe are willing to figure out where we're at, what we're starting from. We kind of start to get organized. And then we even get really excited and we get a written plan on paper. Maybe we even tell a couple of our friends about it like, yeah, man, budgeting this month. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be an adult. But then what? Life happens, right? We get a flat tire or we have a rough day at work or school and we're at the mall with our friends and in that moment it just feels a lot easier to just buy stuff because we want it, right? And that plan kind of goes out the window because we realize it requires some sacrifice, right? We've all been there, myself included. You can't make a plan and then not commit to it. The two go hand in hand, okay? We can't fail just because we realize that some sacrifice is involved. A plan without followed through commitment is just a dream. I'll say that again. Plan without followed through commitment is just a dream. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have just dreams with my money. I want to see good things happen to it. I want to see it grow. Okay, one of my favorite quotes that Dave Ramsey says over and over again, and yeah, I talk about Dave Ramsey a lot. It's okay. It says, live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later. To so be honest with you guys, this stuff requires some sacrifice. It sucks. Like, it sucks to be with a group of your friends and like, hey, want to go to happy hour? And you're like, oh, shoot. I do to budget for that. I don't have anything left in my cash. Like, I don't have anything left in my food budget. What do I do? Do I break it? Do I take it from another thing? That's right, lane. No. You don't. You stick to it, right? Why? Because you're committed. Yes. Let me tell you guys this. I didn't write this down, but this is so important. If you maybe are at a place where you you kind of naturally are just organized and this stuff kind of comes naturally to you, but you know you're not really moving ahead. I would guarantee. I would. I would almost bet that is because you don't really have a clear picture of what you want. You know, Ed and I right now, our vision is to get to a house. Why do we wanna have, have a house? Not just to have a house, we wanna be able to have a house so we can do more things with the house. We wanna be able to have people over, host people when they come into town, have parties, have fun in a backyard where we can have a bonfire and you know just hang out with our friends, right? A space for our little corgi to run around and bark at things, right? Like that's our vision. That is what keeps us committed to our plan. If you don't have a vision for what you want or where you wanna go, it's gonna be really hard to stay committed when the rubber meets the road. Okay, so make sure you have a picture of what you're after and and do whatever that takes. Like this sounds silly, but Ed and I will intentionally talk when we go on dates. Like, man, what's it gonna be like to have a house? Like who could we have over? Like what could we, what parties could we throw? And we do that to stir that up in us, to keep that picture fresh in your mind. Okay, so that's really important. Galatians um, 6, 9. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. This has a, been a huge reminder to me because there's been so many times, especially in regards to money, when I'm trying to work a plan or save for something, or whatever. It's really, really easy to want to give up. It's it's hard. You feel like a weirdo when you're out with your friends and you're like, mm, sorry, guys, can have a glass of water, but that's it. Like, I don't want you to be that person. I don't want you to feel, I don't want you to feel lame. You know, this is part of the learning process. Sometimes it takes a while to kind of figure out what do we really want to do? What what is our money going to be going towards, right? So it's a learning curve. But don't give up. Something I tell the interns every single time I teach. This whole budgeting thing, it takes a solid 90 days to even feel like you're getting your head straight. Like there's so many just moments where you're like, oh my god, I spent what on what? Like, no, who does that? Who spends fifty dollars on like lattes in a week? Like who does that? It's possible. Yeah, it's doable. I've done it. Okay? So you're gonna have some of those moments and it's gonna feel crunchy and you're gonna feel like, ugh, this stuff is just I'm trudging through. I don't wanna I don't wanna do this anymore, right? Don't give up. You will reap the fruit if you're willing to do what it takes to sow the seed. Okay? Um, this is kind of my last point, and we're going to jump into, but I have like a few minutes to work with. Um, you know, real fast, in this area of committing, Ed, Ed and I right now, we're, our whole goal this year is to get healthy. Um, this is something that he and I have both struggled with. I struggled with it individually, so did he. And this year we really have committed, like this is our number one goal this year. But for us, knowing that this is an area of struggle, we realized we needed a little bit of another layer to help us stay committed to this, to help us really succeed. So we've hired a life coach to that really like, we let get in our grill. Like every single time we talk to him, it sucks. Like. He like asks the worst questions and you're like, mm, I did not want to come to terms with that today. Even this morning we had a conversation with him and he like poked on some major stuff and we're like, cool, that was fun. Not at all. But why did we do that? Why why are we allowing that to happen? Because we want to grow. We want, we have a vision of where we want to go and we want to get better. I don't want to be the person that 20 years from now I wake up and I'm in the same exact spot and I'm the same exact person And my finances have not gotten any better, right? That's not the kind of life that I wanna live. And so sometimes we need a little bit of extra accountability. You need somebody that you're willing to let get in your grill, right? Up like in your face and ask some tough questions. And so if you're being honest, if this is an area that money you kind of struggle with, getting organized, you kind of struggle with, find somebody you respect that does this well. Don't let it be your shopping, buddy. like. Hey, bro, you be my accountability like, partner? Yeah, totally. Like, no, find somebody that you trust that's gonna ask some tough questions, right? And that you're gonna let speak into your life. That's important. Okay, so I want to do something um, for the next couple minutes, five minutes. Um, I have you get into groups, no more than three. Okay, so it could be two, it could be three. But hopefully talk to somebody that you you trust a little bit, that you are willing to open up with. And I wanna give you guys a couple questions to talk about, okay? So the first one, I'll give you the next one in a second. What intimidates you or frustrates you about your current finances? Okay, maybe just where you're at, you feel stuck in a certain area, okay? So we're gonna take like a minute and a half, talk about this, and then I have one other question for you to talk about, okay? We're gonna put the music on, you guys can talk. Ready, go. But again, what intimidates you or frustrates you about your finances?